So I wonder what you think. Is multitasking a real thing or is it bullshit? Find out today in this episode of Crazy Busy. You're listening to Crazy Busy, the podcast for executives, entrepreneurs, and savvy fast trackers who want to start their week sane and end it that way too. Here's your host, growth strategist, executive coach, and millennial leadership mentor, Karen Bellantoni. I have this spunky client. She is always looking for ways to improve. So when she shared with me, that if she didn't check her text messages while she was walking down the street, she would never get everything done in a day that she needed to. It was hard not to giggle. I asked her to do a little experiment for me and try walking a block without texting and even without holding onto her phone. And I asked her to notice, did she feel like she moved faster and got more purposefully to where she was going? Did she feel more energized when she got to the place she was going to, which was often a meeting where she needed to be fully present and prepped? In New York City, checking your text messages while you're walking down the street is like checking them while you're driving on a highway. It's kind of dangerous and people get annoyed. So this wasn't a healthy thing for her any way you look at it. But what she quickly found out is what I already know. When we say we're multitasking, we're actually lying to ourselves. We're not multitasking, we're switch tasking. And on today's show, I'm going to share a few stories and give you four compelling reasons why you need to change this habit as soon as possible. Speaking about changing habits, one of the most powerful ways to change any habit is to understand the depth of the problem, like sicken yourself with the negative aspects of it, and then shift your thinking from trying to resist what it is that you're doing and you don't want and move towards what you do want. Resistance builds muscle. And so focusing on quitting smoking or not using a certain credit card or not eating sugar is going to make you crave it even more. To change any habit, we need the will. Once you know you want to do something, you can do it. I know people who've smoked cigarettes for 40 years and they quit in one day because they were ready. They had the right mindset. They wanted to. They built up the desire. What I'm doing today in this podcast is showing you the many reasons why you want to build the desire to quit this dangerous, toxic habit that is impeding your success. Once you understand these reasons, it's going to be a lot easier for you to stop doing this and move towards a nicer habit of calm, focused, single task productivity. Here's a little story. I had a client who worked at a fast paced marketing agency. There were so many frequent and constant changes to the project she was working on and lots of moving deadlines. In order to see how we could improve the workflow at this company, I decided to host an informal roundtable maybe 10 leaders of the company to talk about how they process email and the multitasking they were currently doing. 
I learned that 90% of the team kept their notifications on for email, even though they check their inbox every 15 to 20 minutes. So not only were they stopping what they were doing as soon as they were in a flow state, but every time they got a notification, they checked that as well. When I probed and asked, why? Why do you feel you need to keep these notifications on if you're checking email so frequently? One of the executives said to me, well, we work on deadlines and I'm afraid that if a project is going to go out without my piece attached to it, I could get in a lot of trouble. I said, wow, that sounds like a serious thing. Um, You've been here how long? 13 years? How many times has that happened to you? She said, never. So many of us are forced into multitasking out of a fear of something that has never actually happened. I call that type of fear hypervigilance. When you're in a hypervigilant state, you're actually exhausting yourself, wearing down your ability to be connected and creative, sit in the executive function aspect of the brain, because part of you is living and acting out of fear. It is pretty astonishing to me how much of the workforce is sitting in this lie called multitasking. The true name for multitasking is switch tasking because we don't actually do multiple tasks at once. Sure, I can put my makeup on while I have my earbuds in and I'm having a conversation with a client, but I might get off the phone faster if I just focused on that conversation. I actually might not forget something if I wasn't distracted. But let's say I'm on a conference call and I have a limited amount of time. You know, could I be in the mirror putting on my mascara? Sure. The type of multitasking I'm talking about is far more dangerous. It's the type where you actually think you're working on two or three or five or seven things at once. I'm talking about having 27 windows open. Just seeing those windows open overloads your brain. Back when I was building my agency called iMark, I had a right-hand woman. She was a super organized lady named Jennifer, and I always admired her work style. Her desk was always clean. There were no distractions to be found, and all her backup paperwork were in folders in her drawer. She had one yellow legal pad on her desk and a pen with a list which was prioritized every single morning. She would look, see what her next item was, work on it, strike through the item when it was complete, and go on to the next. Her work was basically divided into two big categories. One was preparing to work, and two was doing the work in the priority that she had prepared it. It was amazing to watch, honestly. Most people can't keep to this standard but it's definitely something to aspire to. I've never seen anyone be so productive. That's why she was one of the best hires I ever made. What happens when you're switch tasking? Like if you're listening to a podcast while working, it can actually make the information I'm sharing with you right now go to the wrong part of the brain, meaning not the part of the brain you're learning from and processing with. So you don't remember it. Has that ever happened to you? When you're working on two things at once, you often forget a lot of one of the things you're working on. This is not okay, especially when you're working on a project that requires you to be detail-oriented and accurate. 
I know you feel like you're getting more done, but it's a complete illusion. Let me give you some stats. Researchers at UC California, Irvine, found that the typical office worker is interrupted or switched tasks on an average every three minutes and five seconds. Additionally, it can take 23 minutes and 15 seconds just to get back to where you left off. I hope you heard that right. Additionally, almost half the time when we get interrupted, we don't even go back to the project we started, finishing that YouTube video or that memo. Therefore, we start all over. It's just wasted time. Emails alone cause the average worker about 96 interruptions a day in an eight-hour day. Every single switch between tasks adds on 47 seconds. So if you add that hour and a half of recovery time, we're really elongating our day and not working at our optimum energy levels. So there it is. The number one reason not to switch task or multitask is that you're actually elongating your day. The second reason is because it actually exhausts you. Any sort of fear energy, fear of missing out, fear of not getting it all done, fear that we need to complete more things than we actually have time for, all trigger the amygdala. Once you've gone into that fight or flight state, you just are not creative and strategic anymore. You're out of the part of your brain that's called the executive function and you're unable to get back into a flow state. Therefore, you leave at the end of the day feeling far more exhausted than you need to if you had focused on one task at a time. Have you ever eaten a meal while you're multitasking and then looked down and noticed all your food was gone and you didn't remember eating it? I'll be honest, I have. It's pretty disturbing. I literally leaned over to a guy next to me in the bagel shop one day. I go every once in a while to the best bagel place in the city called Brooklyn Bagel. And there was a guy that sits at the corner table almost every single time I've been there. He was watching me as I stared at my plate and shook my head. I turned to him and said, you didn't eat the other half of my bagel, did you? And he just laughed so hard. He said, you're literally not the first person to say that to me. I'm here every day and the bagels are really good, but most people are so immersed in their laptops like you are, or they're reading the paper and on the phone at the same time, and they're not enjoying this delicious bagel. That was a wake-up call. I mean, all those calories, not to mention the jalapeno cream cheese, and I'm not even enjoying it. I'm not even getting that savory, delicious feeling every time I take a bite because I'm literally out of my body and in this switch tasking state. I think switch tasking is a thief. And one of the things it takes from you is joy. That's got to be the third reason to stop. And the fourth reason not to switch task is because you're twice as likely to make a mistake while you're performing two tasks at once. This holds true for men as well as women. I don't know where the idea came from that women are better multitaskers. Maybe men are better at saying no and staying focused. Maybe. (laughs) So switch tasking kills your creativity, weakens your performance, it lengthens your workday, exhausts you, and steals your joy. There isn't much of a case for sticking with it, is there? I mean, would you have a friend who did that to you? So how do you stop? 
A great test for yourself is to download an app called the Freedom App. I have it myself. There are probably more apps out there, but I find this one super simple to use. You download it, and after you open it, you'll answer one question. It asks you, how many minutes of freedom would you like today? If you put in 60 minutes and start focusing on something, maybe using the Pomodoro method, which I talk about in our episode called You Deserve a Break Today. So you'd put in your 60 minutes or your 45 minutes and you start to work on something you're going to get into a flow state on. Then subconsciously, your body wants that dopamine hit and you try to go to your inbox or your Facebook out of habit. This app is going to say, uh-uh, sorry, you're locked out and it won't let you go anywhere. It's pretty cool because as soon as you start using it, you realize how many times you are the one disrupting yourself for that need from a dopamine hit. I say wait till you finish that 45 minutes of flow state and have done flow work. That's going to be a much bigger dopamine hit than seeing that somebody liked your post on Facebook. One of the best ways to kick the habit of multitasking is to set some fake deadlines for yourself. Turn on a timer and tell yourself you have to be somewhere in 30 minutes. Did you ever notice how you have the most productive days of your life when you've got a flight to catch at two o'clock? You only have two or three hours in the office and they're powerfully focused. You can make this fun by inviting coworkers into the conference room, set the timer together, and do what I call co-work. You can each put up on the board something you want to focus on and work on for 45 minutes, set the timer, and go. You're less likely to get distracted or leave the window you're working on if people around you are also focused. You're going to be working with your own sense of competitiveness and wanting to honor a commitment you made to others. I'll keep talking about having a morning routine in this podcast because There are just so many benefits from it. And another one has to do with switch tasking. You are going to have more focused energy and more willpower to stay focused if you take the time and energy in the morning that you need for yourself. Getting yourself clear, getting yourself exercise, doing a meditation is going to make you stronger, less inclined to chase a notification. If you've tried and haven't been able to keep the habit of a morning routine, make the goals shorter and just get in that habit. Remember, if you fall off, get back on. It's about you. It's for you. So keep trying. You know, one of the cool things about going to work 25 years ago, besides having no computer, (laughs) was that we dressed for work. I had a closet that had work clothes in it, fun clothes in it go out at night clothes in it, formal wear, uh, weekend casual clothes, workout clothes. And today you kind of see people wearing the same clothes for all those things. Here at my office in the co-working space that I'm in in New York City, people are walking around in exercise or yoga pants all the time. Back in the day, that feeling of putting on your suit or your work clothes, that feeling of getting dressed in the morning It was really powerful because we had our morning time to ourselves without interruptions, but also putting on those clothes helped us shift into our work persona. 
Same way coming home at night and taking them off helped us go into evening mode. You can find some other way to put on your work persona, but finding a few outfits that make you feel good at work that you just keep for work can help you shift when you get dressed into that work mode. When we put on our work persona through our work clothes, we create the time and space to think about what we want our work day to look like. By getting ready in the morning without your phone, you can put this kind of awareness and intention into practice. Begin with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey says. Ask yourself, what would a successful day look like today? What are the three ways I want to feel at the end of the day? I take a little yellow post-it note and think about the way I want to feel that day. Do I want to feel organized, productive, and on top of things? Or do I want to feel powerful, abundant, and charismatic? I think it depends on the day. You'd think it would be the same thing every day, but it really isn't. When I ask in the morning before I leave the house and I put it down on that little post-it note, I end up making a commitment to myself. That post-it note will end up on my computer or on my desk because I know in order to feel those three ways, let's say confident, empowered, and productive, that's the way I need to be all day. So keeping yourself rooted in the feelings that you want to have at the end of the day will help you stay focused. Begin with the end in mind. This also includes planning your day. Without proper prepping and planning, your day is going to fall apart. It's going to take over and you won't be in charge. You'll start saying yes to interruptions because you haven't planned out the three to five juicy things that you need to get done that day. When you aren't committed, you get off track. Finally, just decide that switch tasking is a bad way to just give your day away to your fear and operate from a place of hypervigilance and distractions. True professionals like top athletes know that laser focus is one of the keys to your success. You know, not just at your job, but how much energy will you have left at night when you've been multitasking all day? How much energy do you have on the days when you knew what you had to get done, you were able to say no, and you stayed on track with your commitments? And on those days that you've planned, you know you feel better at the end of the day. You focused, you weren't distracted, you stayed in your executive function, that front part of the brain that lets you be creative and make decisions, and you completed a commitment to yourself. Much of our stress in life comes from our disappointment in ourselves around our inability to just get what we want done. Crazy Busy, this podcast, is about helping you understand how you're already unknowingly sabotaging your own happiness and success in response, giving you the tools to turn things around. So please take this message to heart and stop switch tasking today. You won't be perfect at it with the first go around like anything, but it's a habit worth replacing. And you can keep coming back to these tips as many times as you like. Until next time, leave crazy busy behind and become the leader. I know you're meant to be. Thanks for listening to Crazy Busy with Karen Bellantoni. Tune in next week for a show called The Truth About Multitasking. 
If you want to know how Karen can help your company implement these techniques, visit karenbellantoni.com.